Hey, Kevin Draves here with the Howl for Diamond Box Bluetooth speakers. I got to tell you, I play basketball at the gym down the road for me all the time. And sometimes I go late at night. I bring my Diamond Box. And now they're introducing three new systems. The new L2, XL2, and M2 all feature stereo sound by themselves or split stereo sound with wireless syncing of two units for a live sound experience. Loud enough for any environment. And I kid you not, you could play this at low volume and you'll hear it in any room of your house. This is the most powerful Bluetooth boombox speaker on the market today. Check them out on Twitter at Diamond Box Co. That's box with two X's, Diamond Box Co. Tonight, you folks at home and we here in the Coliseum will watch history in the making. The first game ever for the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's the fifth pick in the 1995 NBA draft. The Minnesota Timberwolves select Kevin Garnett from Farragut Academy in Chicago. And the Minnesota Timberwolves are going to the Western Conference Finals. Happy birthday, Kevin Garnett. Welcome to the den. This is the howl. We would like to welcome everybody listening on the Nothing But Net channel here on Dash Radio. Nothing But Net is a channel like no other featuring all teams and all topics from everybody's favorite sport, basketball. The Howl is brought to you by our wonderful supporting partners, Rhyme Sayers Entertainment, the pinnacle of underground hip-hop worldwide, Studio 23, where passion reigns supreme, and Isabel Street Heat, adding a bit of spice into your everyday life. All audio equipment on the Howl is brought to you by Rode Microphones. Studio quality with easy accessibility since 1967. I am the, and it burns, burns, burns of the radio world, your host, Kevin Draves. To my right is Aaron Burning Ring of Fire Groshan, the producer of the show. And to my left is none other than Rob, the taste of love is sweet Hess, who is the jack of all trades for the program. In honor of Flip Saunders, who would have turned 64 this week, we quote him tonight. It's a team sport. It's not an individual sport. I think everything we do with our approach as management, as coaches, as players, is as a team. They don't single anyone out. They win as a team. They lose as a team. And that is what's important. Uh, Rob and I are going to talk about everything NBA 2K19. And then uh, we're going to get into a pretty fun simulation. But I want to start with my team, Rob. Uh, You play this a lot more than I do, but I've been... uh, playing a little bit more frequently as of late. And I got to say some of the, some of the features on here that I'm, I'm slowly getting acclimated to are an absolute blast, an absolute blast. I love my team. I I became, I'm obsessed with it. So originally I wasn't big into it. Aaron started sending me locker codes, which was pretty cool. And I would use those to get a few guys. And like the first, one of the first locker codes I used, I pulled a, I ended up winning on the drop an Amethyst Jerry West, who's one of my favorite players. Yeah. Like, not, not Jerry West. I mean, Jerry West is fine. He's the logo, all that stuff. But the card is a lot of fun to use because he's really, really good. So I really enjoy that portion of it. It's a lot of fun. And they, it's tough. Now, if you want to play online, it's really tough if you don't spend money. Because I've tried playing other people yeah. in the online community. And it's literally... It'll be me and like my one pink diamond against someone that has like all the best cards. You know, I actually I actually played a, an online game today before my my internet crapped out on me three quarters of the way through. Oh, lovely! But the guy's lineup was Gilbert Arenas, Kawhi, Kobe, 
Shaq and KG. And these are all like the diamond versions. Yeah. And I was like, how do I go against this? And you this? can't. And that's the and problem. I, I kept it close. Like I had them within a few points until my, my connection yep. slipped. But I mean, Shaq was just uh, uber dominant at that point in time. I pulled. So we talked about this. They have a deal going on right now that you can, you can set up if you, so if you're a prime member and then if you link your prime account to your Twitch account, you can then get it's twenty five thousand VC, and then it's a number of packs. Yeah, you so get five did, packs. Yeah, so we did that today, and I pulled uh, a pink diamond Clay Thompson, which is fantastic. So now I have pink diamond Clay Thompson. I have pink diamond Ben Wallace because I got pink diamond Ben Wallace in that automatic pink diamond that they gave away yep. in December. But otherwise, it's a lot of amethysts. I have I did win Bob Pettit. I have the diamond Bob Pettit, but it's not a great card. I mean, he's not that good. And so when you're going up against all these other players online, you have, like, no chance of winning. Yeah. Because, they're, number one, they're, they're way faster than your players. And so even if you're better than that person, there's still a really good chance you'll lose because their players are just so much better. And yep. they don't miss. They, like, don't miss shots. So I did, that, I did that same promotion that you had. And so the, uh, the cards that I got that I was super excited about, I got a 90 – uh, so Amethyst, uh, CJ McCollum, and an Amethyst Hassan Whiteside, both 90 overalls. Yep. And then really I good. caught a, a Ruby Kevin Knox in there as well. Oh, see, I, have, I, got the, I got the step below that. I got the Sapphire Kevin Knox. Nice. Card. And then with that 25,000 uh, VC that it gives you, I actually had over 103,000 because nice. I fund my, my team from my career player yeah which is what i should do yeah it's but a- i just do the singles player stuff so like domination all the different challenges that's how i've kind of been doing it and it's and it works really well but it does take a long time and what i will say this for people that want to do my team the best way to do it and to win is number one i i try to collect every card possible yeah so like i'll go in you get if, rewards for the m- amount of cards yeah that you it's get. like when you play a my team challenge you'll get however many points let's say you get like six seven hundred points if you do a good job you'll get yep. that many you can go in and then you can search for players that you can buy out for that price. So I'll go in and be like, all right, I'm going to get the D'Angelo Russell 82 Emerald. And I'm going to spend 700 for buy it now. Or I'm going to grab the, I think, the, like the Andre Drummond, for example. He's an 85 Emerald. Or, sorry, he's an 85 Sapphire. And you can go and get him for buy it now. So I go in there, and, and I don't ever save up. Like, I should probably save up. Because when you get in, like, that ten to 20,000 range, yeah. you can get, like, a good Amethyst or maybe, like, a not great Diamond. Yep. I can't do it. I ne- I'm always you like, gotta, I gotta you gotta spend a- it right away. I'm like, it's like Pokemon Go, man. I gotta catch them all, <laughs> dude. Yep, hundred percent. So, um, like I said, with that with that uh, uh, over hundred k, I actually bought a twenty pack set of the yep. All Star um, market stuff. So it was the uh, I guess the official name is All Star Moments Pack. Uh, so I bought twenty of those. So it contains twenty All Star Moments packs. Each contains one guaranteed player. Uh, with a chance at a second player and a chance of pulling limited time All Star Moments players, so here's the list that I had, Rob, and I sent this. I sent this out to you as well. I was pretty overall like pretty stoked with this. I mean, it's a it's a really solid list of players, especially now when you're playing online. You're not going to be able to use those guys. No, but I even play guys like that are gold or gray when I'm doing the single player. Yep. Because when you're filling out your roster, you want guys that are really good at one thing or maybe especially spe- so good at saving contracts so, on your great players. Yeah, exactly. But that's like those those guys that are in the sapphire category can really be useful. Yep. So a lot of these guys were all sapphires. Um, so I got an 82 Harrison Barnes, an 81 Eric Gordon, uh, 84 Donovan Mitchell, 85 Rudy Gobert, which was the uh, the team connection there. So if I play both of those players at the same time. I get uh, some added stats there. 82, Tobias Harris. 82, Paul Millsap. 84, Steven Adams. 81, Eric Bloodstone. And 85, Devin Booker. I also got Greg Popovich as a coach. So I sold all of my Western Conference coaches. I had Luke Walton, Tibbs, and uh, uh, I had Nick Nurse in the East. I had a couple other guys. I sold them all and just kept Pops because he's the only one that I want. What is your... So right now, obviously, when you're playing my team... You have the opportunity to use, like you mentioned, that you got uh, Greg Popovich, yep. right? So I have Teron Liu. Not because I love Teron Liu, but he does have a perimeter-based system, which is kind of nice. And I've gotten, like, no good coaches. I think – now, you mentioned you got Tom Thibodeau and sold him. I think yeah, I have him, too. I, I could I'm, not I'm, sell him as quick I'm quick trying enough. to keep – like, I'm trying to collect it all. So, like, if I get a guy – even if I don't like him, I'm going to keep him if I, if I don't have him yet. I got 750 MT for him, though, for selling him. That's not bad. What – now, here's my question. What – 
What are you currently using as your theme? So like away jersey, home jersey, logo, um, arena. So my, that's my logo is the Wolves. Which, my, like the new one? Yeah, the current. Okay. The current. Okay. Uh, my arena is the, uh, like, I think it's like mid-90s Kings, Sacramento Kings. Sure. My home jersey is the Vancouver Grizzlies. Nice. The Teals. Yep, that's really my, nice. Uh, away jersey is actually a team that we talked about a lot, the Washington Zephyrs from oh, last week's Can Kevin Cousy. I got them in the pack. Um, and then, uh, um, I mean, my team name is the uh, uh, Minneapolis Tropics. So I'm the, I'm the sports minis because, I don't know, when I made it, it's... Of course. Well, when I made it, I didn't care because I wasn't playing my team. Yeah, you weren't. But you now weren't, that I'm in it, I'm like, ah, I kind of like it. You weren't it. invested. And I've gotten to the point now where I can do a design my own arena. I haven't done that I'm yet. I'm almost there. So I can do that. But I, right now I have the Wolves old arena. So not the original, but I have like the, 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 the trees. The trees. Yep. God, I love that Which is awesome. Court. I wish I had those jerseys, but I did just get in this pack we just talked about, I got the City Edition jerseys. Nice. So I'm really pumped for that. And then I also got the old school San Francisco Warriors jerseys. I just got Heck that, so I was yeah. like, I have to do that. Heck yeah. Because that'd be awesome. So that's kind of cool. The one thing I want to get for logo, so right now I'm using the old school 76ers logo, so just like the 7 and the 6. What I really would love to get, though, is I would love to get the Wolves old school logo as my logo, like the original with the Shep, Shep yes. the Wolf. Yep. I have not seen it yet. I think what's cool about, I will say what's cool about my team is if there's a specific thing you want, you can go in and you can go into like the collections of cards Click on it and then say search for this specific card in auction and then go to see if you can. As pick long it up. as you have the auction function completed. Correct. And see, I can't right now because my game keeps kicking me out of my online matches oh. and then freezes. So I get I get stuck. So let's move over to our sim. But if you get a chance before we move on, hop into my team, take a look at it. It's a lot of fun. Um, it really is. It's Tons a, of fun. if you've ever played like the Madden Ultimate team, it's similar to that. There are some differences. Um, I play both. And, and Ultimate Team is growing on me, or uh, my team is growing on me a lot more. Big difference, of course, is contracts. Yeah, that's going to be the biggest thing. In, in Madden, you don't have to assign contracts. In NBA 2K's Ultimate Team, you have contracts, but you get those when you open packs. Um, have you had an unlimited contract come through? No, have you? Because I got one. You got one? I got an unlimited contract. they're diamond, right? They're diamond cards? Yeah. Yeah. So I applied it to my 91 overall Jason Kidd. Because I wanted a point guard that yeah. I could always consistently have. That's a good shooter. I, if I, <sighs> J-Kid was the... And, and now I kind of regret it. Like, if I got it, I would probably... It's tough to say. If I had to pick one card... And it's funny because when I first got this card, I hated it. I was like, who plays with this guy? Which is Steph Curry. Steph Curry's shooting motion is really weird. And it's so fast. So like when you're shooting a three, your timing has to be way... Like you let go of it really quick because it's so quick. But once you get used to his timing... It's so good. So, like, I might use it on him. I'm, I'm very curious. And so I, I backed out of it already, but I'm going to go back in. I'm curious to see if there's any unlimited contracts that you can get in the auction house. There and is. how much they and run. And they're super expensive. There's also – so the other thing you can do is people will apply an unlimited contract to a player, and then they'll put them up for auction. Oh, that's so brilliant. I, I'll tell you, a card I really wanted was the moments Derrick Rose from when he got the 50 points. Yep. That Derrick Rose was in the auction house at one point with the unlimited, unlimited contract, and it was like – my guess is I want to say it was like – a hundred thousand or something. That's maybe ridiculous. More, maybe more than that, even. Yeah. So, well, actually, you know what? That's not too bad. Twenty-eight and a half thousand for well, an unlimited contract. But that's a card. bid. Yeah, but there's a buy it now for. I mean, you're you're so, so you're gonna look problem. to you're look you're gonna look to spend about forty k on an unlimited contract card. Which I could have easily gotten a whole lineup's worth of unlimited contract at this point, but I just don't save. Yeah, I, I don't do it. But now that I see, like at forty thousand, that's not that bad. I could have bought two with my hundred k and applied. Well, those. but no, 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 because that's VC. Oh, that is VC. Not, yep, and not, this uh, is not the my team. My team. My so team right clones. now I'm sitting at about thirteen, fourteen thousand in my team. Coins. That's a ton. Well, yeah. you haven't. That's because you don't have the. But I don't spend it. So either. when you get the auction house open, you need to go in there and you should try to snipe either some good amethysts. Or try to snipe. I want these. Well, you get it. It'll take a while. Yeah, but I got time. But I, I've never run. A, I've never had an issue with contracts. Not once. Because I just I, because I mean, I've got plenty of way. cards, but I just that's one do thing dom- I don't want to worry about. When you about. play the domination, pretty much every. So the way the domination works is you'll play a team, and then you get three packs if you dominate them. And so usually it's like, for example, the toughest level is I want to say you have to win by a certain enough points, or you have to do enough in the game to get six hundred and twenty-five MT. 
So you have to win plus get 625 MT in the game, and that gets you three packs. And in those packs, you generally get one to three contracts varying in different lengths. Yeah, three, four, five games. I got to the point today I had so many three-year contract cards that I would have had to either sell them or use them because I was maxed out. Oh, wow. And that's because of domination. Yeah. So, And then when you go in, I will say this too. If you have a guy you really like, for example, a play, and I haven't done this yet, but a player I like a lot in the league is Lowry Markkinen. You, I, and he, I, re, I used him because he's just an emerald. He's not like an he's amazing an, I've card. I've got him as an 81. I don't know if you have yeah, him as Yeah, that's same. probably the same one I yep. have. And so I used him, and I really like him. Just He's one of my favorite players. But now that he's out of contracts, what I could do is I could sell him and then just go into the auction, buy a different one, and he's got contracts on his card. Yep. And so if there's a card you like enough, if you have enough MT, and depending on who it is, it's pretty easy to get him again. So that's one thing to keep in mind. One last thing to add for the talk about the My Team is that My Team in 2K, what you want to keep an eye on is for moments challenges. Now, what's great about moments challenges is generally they're full games, so eight-minute quarters. And what you're able to do there is, number one, amass a lot of MT. The most current one that they have in the game is the Steph Curry Challenge. The Steph Curry Challenge is you have to beat his record of 14 three-pointers in one game and win the game. I attempted this. Now, in, in past times, I've tried some of these challenges, and it has not gone as well. But in this case, it went uh, very swimmingly. Let's just say that. What was really cool about this challenge is I was able to not only make it through, but I got – so and it was 16, 16 three-pointers in this game. And it was actually Steph Curry. Now, in this specific challenge, you're actually taking on a team of Steph Currys, and it's all the pink diamond form, so it's very difficult I put together the best squad that I pretty much could. I had Steph Curry Amethyst. I had Amethyst Kevin Durant. I had Pink Diamond Clay Thompson. I had Diamond Bob Pettit. And I had Pink Diamond Ben Wallace. Pink Diamond Ben Wallace, by the way, was absolutely incredible in this one. This game ended up going into triple overtime. Part of the reason it did that is because I was so focused on trying to get up to the correct amount of three-pointers at the end of the game. Steph Curry, my Steph Curry, that is, was quite drained energy-wise, to say the least. As soon as I got that, I pulled him, brought in a different-looking lineup. Jerry West actually ended up finishing the game as my point guard. Fantastic. Jerry West, the Amethyst card, is really, really good. Was able to win this thing in triple overtime. Ended up total getting 15,500 MT, which I then took to go into the auction house, put it all on a unlimited diamond contract. So we'll see about three hours left in that one. Likely not going to win it because usually they go for 30 to 40, but I figured it was worth a shot. Well, the reason why I was able to get that many points, by the way, or that many MT is that you get 12,000 for the challenge itself. I got another like 1,000 to 1,500 from the actual game. Could you amass it as you're playing, you know, grabbing rebounds, assists, scoring, that sort of thing. But then I also got two daily daily challenges beat, one of which was hitting four jump shots in a game, which given the challenge I was doing, it was pretty obvious that was going to happen. But also getting a triple-double. Pink Diamond Ben Wallace did that in the triple overtime, was able to get me that triple-double. I don't know exactly how many my, my team points I got there, but it was obviously a lot of MT. So very cool and definitely a big reason you're able to kind of – amass MT and definitely a good way to build up your squad without having to spend money is doing any of the challenges that are out there. Now we are going to jump into part two of Michael Jordan on the Timberwolves. Now taking a look so far, we are in the off season. Currently we're going to go over the roster and things like that. Once the next season starts, but here we are at the NBA draft lottery. And because of trades we've made, we actually have the best odds at the first overall pick. And we have the odds for the 13th overall pick. These are not our picks, as we are one of the best teams in the league currently. But how cool would it be to win the lottery? So here we go, and we do not win the lottery. In fact, we drop and lose the pick. So it must have been, it must have been top, top whatever protected because we did lose that pick. So unfortunately, we just have our own pick at 28, and then we do have the 13th pick. So there's that. Hopefully that pick we got, it was a Clippers pick. Looks like they did actually end up winning the lottery. Unfortunately, it must have been top three protected. So just two picks for us, but still pretty good. We got a really good squad already. We have nothing to do as far as the the team is concerned for staff. Staff is all set up, including our trainer, which is in the A range. So we're good there as well. And we jump ahead to the NBA draft. 
We'll go through the offseason, and we will come back at you at next season and take a look at see how the, the team is doing and what they're able to accomplish in the offseason as far as roster construction. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel, and we are The Howl. This is our 2K All Day segment. All right, so this season we did make a number of changes to the roster. We wanted to keep some of our young players. We did, unfortunately, have to move on from some players that, you know, if we're being realistic, aren't going to be traded anytime soon because I think they're part of the core going forward, and that's going to be players like Dario Saric and Robert Covington. But just given where the draft worked out and who we have available, I think it made a lot of sense to move on from both of those guys. So we'll take a look. Point guards, we have Kyra Lewis Jr., Tyus Jones, Keenan Evans and Jacob Hughes is our two-way. We have Michael Jordan, Josh Okoge, Neil Leonard is our two-way. And then we have Andrew Wiggins, Anton Watson, Marcus Bagley. And we have a European stash, Arvidas Vugrenich. Power forwards, Isaiah Todd, Aiden Igihorn. We have Chow Bass and Nikita Nevsky. Centers, we have Carl Towns, James Wiseman, and Moses Brown. So we are absolutely stacked. I would argue at every single position based on what I'm seeing here. Taking a look at the standing slash power rankings, NBA.com has a second. 2K Sports, they are, wow, they are hating on us. 23rd, and we are second according to Mark Spears. So hopefully 2K Sports is wrong in this one. We are going to jump ahead, of course, to the trade deadline Take a look and see how the team is able to do. We are able to start off with a nice three-game, make it four-game win streak. 72% is our chemistry, so we do have a bit of chemistry issues to work out. But so far, we have not lost a single game, which is pretty cool. I'm, I'm very pleased with the direction this team is going. 7-0, 8-0, 9-0. I'm not sure I've ever had... There it is. Yep, we lost one. But still, very good start for this team. We are sitting 9-2 and two early on in this one, and we will come back at you at the trade deadline. Take a look at what the team is able to do at that stage and then kind of move on from there. All right, so here we are at the trade deadline, 43-12, 95% chemistry. Team is absolutely on fire. We'll take a look at the standings just to get an idea of where we are actually sitting. In the conference, we are the number one team. We are five games ahead of the next closest team. We are actually eight games ahead of the next closest team in the Eastern Conference. So we are sitting very pretty in terms of how this team is looking. Taking a look at the standings power rankings, we are number one NBA.com. 2K Sports has a second, and the team they have in front of us has six less wins than us. So come on, 2K, wake up. That's not going to fly. Mark Spears knows what it's like. We are number one, according to him, in the power rankings. I think I I, li- I mean I like our chances quite a bit to win the championship this season. Maybe take a look at how we're able to do stats wise. So, looking at the league leaders, Michael Jordan of course is the leader in points per game. That is definitely not a shock. Let's look at some of the other players on our team. Michael Jordan's number one. Carl Towns and Wiggins are in second by you know quite a margin. Looking at Wiggins, who obviously is a pretty polarizing player to most of you Wolves fans. He is sitting with 15 points, three and uh, about three and a half rebounds, uh, two and a half, almost three assists per game, a steal. So not jumping off the page necessarily, but uh, I mean he's taking some nice strides. Oof, not a great three-point percentage, 34%. That's not going to get it done. It's almost 80% from the free throw line, so it's good to see him improving there. So there's some things to like. Again, I'm kind of a Wiggins apologist, so... You have to bear with me in scenarios like this. And I think most of you would have probably already traded Wiggins in in, in these simulations. But we're keeping them. It is what it is. Looking at the contract extensions, speaking of Wiggins, he is willing to re-sign. Same with Tyus Jones. So we did re-up and extend both of their contracts. No one else is eligible, so we move on to the end of the season. Again, 43-12, and 12, 94, or sorry, 95% chemistry. So we're looking very, very solid. I'd be pretty shocked if we didn't make a run or win the championship, given all the talent that we have. We are getting towards the end of February, 44 and 13. 96% chemistry is where we're at right now. That's the highest I've actually seen so far. A little bit of a struggle, a couple losses in a row to start the second half of the season. But that's going to be short-lived as we start up another run right after that, as far as wins are concerned. And we're stepping in the right direction. Three games away from hitting the 50-win mark. 
in the second se- second half of the season so far, we are mixing in quite a bit of L's. And so hopefully we can turn that around. Although, boom, we are one game away from 50 wins. And just like that, we hit it. 50 and 18 is the current record. Sorry, 50 and 16 is the current record. You know, we have a couple losses to some interesting teams. We're seeing a lot in terms of the scheduling when you start to get into those later seasons. You definitely have a number of games where you're doing back-to-backs basically against the same team, which is ludicrous if you ask me, although I've seen the NBA do it. I just I think it's ridiculous when they do. A couple teams that have found ways to beat us. Raptors obviously are a pretty solid team. We actually got beat by quite a bit recently to the Suns, which is kind of surprising. Although overall, we are definitely the best team in the league. 57-20 and 20 with a 94% chemistry so far as we hit April. We are about 10 games or 10 days into April on a bit of a losing streak right now as we've lost uh, two in a row. It seems like that's kind of where we cap it, though. We never seem to lose three or four games in a row. It usually sticks at that point. And we finished the season at 59-23. and 23. MVP is Michael Jordan. Jalen Green is your Rookie of the Year. Dennis Schroeder is your sixth man. Defensive Player of the Year is Anthony Davis. Cole Anthony, most improved. And Ryan Saunders is your Coach of the Year. How about them apples? Way to go, Ryan. I think in the future, in real life, that could actually be what ends up happening at some point. You never know. All NBA, Michael Jordan does make first team. Unfortunately, no one else makes any of the other uh, second or third team. Michael Jordan is your all-defensive first team, and it looks like that's all that ends up making it. Robert Covington, by the way, we traded him away to the the Hornets, has had a very good season as he does make one of the all-defensive teams. Here we go. We are the number one overall seed. Again, just like in some of the other Sims we've done, they did vote to change it, so it is 16 seeds. So once you've gotten the eight teams from each conference, they are then seeded one through 16. So we are the one seed, and we are taking on the number 16 seeded Milwaukee Bucks. So we are here we go. We're going to simulate through this first round. We are up one game to zero, two games to zero. Can we get a sweep? 3-0, and ooh, they did come back. 3-1, 4-1. So we move on to round number two with a convincing series win, four games to one. So, so far, so good. I think the era of the Michael Jordan-led Timberwolves is a success. I mean, think about how talented the team is. Michael Jordan and Carl Towns, that's a dynamic duel if I've ever seen one. I, I think there's lots, lots to like about what we're building there. Here we go. Round number two, Wolves are up 2-0. We are taking on the eight-seed New York Knicks. It is tied 2-2. They are coming back. 3-2. Wow. We're, somehow we're down three games to two. Um, that That's interesting to say the least. I don't know how much I think that's possible. I guess uh, you know anything can happen. I guess that's one way to look at it. So here we go. We are going to uh, simulate, and hopefully we take that next step. It's not going to be easy. Here we go. Game number six. We take it, and we move on. We are in the Western Conference Finals, taking on the 13-seed 76ers, who were able to take out the five-seed Celtics in the round before. So very interesting there. Here we go. Game one goes to the Timberwolves. Two to the 76ers. Three to us. Game four is to them. Back to Minnesota we go. Minnesota takes it. And boom, just like that, we are in the championship. Let's take a look at the box score for that last game. Michael Jordan with 34, 5, and 6. Wiggins with 14 and 4. Carl Towns was nowhere to be seen in this one. Four points, four rebounds, two assists. That's not going to get it done. Our rookie, Isaiah Todd, by the way, four points, ten boards, four assists, and a steal. Here we go. We are taking on the Los Angeles Lakers. Game one goes to the Wolves. Game two to the Wolves. It is 2-2, it is 3-2 Wolves, and boom, there it is, NBA championship. Pretty impressive if you ask me. They're able to, uh, Michael Jordan is your MVP, definitely not a shock. Looking at what he finished with, so he played 40 minutes, 29 points per game, 4 rebounds, 8 assists, almost 3 steals, I mean that's as good as it gets. 50% 50% from three, which is pretty big because he was in the 20s during the regular season, around 25%, and 54% overall from the field. I mean, that's as good as it gets, right, getting that championship? Here we are jumping into the offseason. I think at this point, given that we have Michael Jordan, as Michael Jordan was to do, 
we go for the back-to-back. Now, it's going to be a little tough just because some of the players we have, uh, you know, you can lose because we had four, three or four guys that were actually on qualifying offers, one-year deals. So it's going to be tough to keep them. They did make a change, by the way, in the draft. You have to be at least 21, but we are actually going to reject that. And the reason is we've actually added in some, we've been using draft, like user draft classes that do have players that are younger than that. So it wouldn't really work for us to make this sort of a change. And we don't want the game to have any sort of issues. So we are going to reject that offer or we're going to reject that league meeting. We don't normally do that, but in this case, I think it makes a lot of sense. We jump to the draft lottery where the Wolves should have a chance at some picks. We have a chance at the number four pick, the number five pick, the number nine pick, and the number 11. Let's hope we get lucky. And we end with the four pick, the nine pick, the 20th pick, and the 30th pick. So a number of good options. What's great about this is we have a chance to lose some of our players here in this offseason just because they're on one-year deals. So it's going to be pretty important for us to actually find a way you know, to, to take it to that next level and, and continue to be solid. And I always talk about the New England Patriots are a good example. You can have a lot of good players, and it's key to success as far as having, let's say, a dynasty type of team that you continue to replace players that you're going to lose. And that's what we're going to have to do here. So we got to re-sign a few of the staff, and then we'll come back at you at the draft. This is the Nothing Manette channel on Dash Radio. We are the Howl, and this is our 2K all-day segment. All right, so we were able to re-sign all of our staff, including Ryan Saunders and Kuba Gooding. So we've got a really, really solid staff here, and we are at the NBA draft. Now, again, we've got a number of different picks that we're able to choose from in this one. We do have the 2022 draft class from OES Entertainment, or OES ENT, I should say, and I, which I believe is what that is. Looking at who we have available, and wow, how about the, these apples? Zaire Wade is available. That's a no-brainer to me. Gets very good in some of these simulations. I don't think I've ever actually been able to draft him for any of my teams. So I'm very pleased there. Our second pick now, we've got a number. we got Shakir O'Neal. Man, it's tough to pass up on that. Small forward, that's six foot eleven with a 7'8 wingspan. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. Again, we're probably going to lose some players this offseason. So it's going to be important that we actually pick up some players that are going to be able to contribute right away. And we're getting guys that are good enough where I think that's going to be the case. We're also going to grab, how about this, Harold Yu. He is 19 years of age, 7'3", with a 7'11 wingspan. In case we do lose Moses Brown in that 8-foot wingspan, this is definitely going to soften the blow a little bit. So, so far, a great three picks. We do have a fourth pick. Looking at who is actually available here, we've got another really solid center prospect, another good prospect at the small forward position, and we've got a decent shooting guard, which I think that makes a lot of sense. We're going to grab Adrian Griffin, 6'6", with a 6'10 wingspan. Again, we don't want to take just a bunch of players at that same position. We want to have some sort of flexibility. And then we do have the last pick in the draft. Makes a lot of sense to go with maybe a Eurostash, which is what we'll do. We will grab Milos Novak, who is seven foot out of Lithuania. He's a guy that's not going to be able to come over right away. So we can stash him over there and hope he takes the next step uh, this season. So rookies, we do accept every single player. And it looks like... Um, the player that we actually drafted and stashed last season was Arvidas Vugrinich. He is 23 and a 75 overall. Makes a lot of sense, I think, to accept that. Wow, we have too many players on the main roster. So we actually have to do something in order to make uh, be able to retain all these players. So we're going to do that. And then we'll actually go through the offseason. And we'll come back at you with the start of the next season and see if we can back-to-back championships. All right, so a number of tough decisions did have to be made. But here we are. Taking a look at the roster as it is. Point guards, Kira Lewis Jr., Zaire Wade, and Lewis Hammond. Lewis Hammond is our two-way player. We did have to move on from Tyus Jones to free up some roster spots as well as cap space. Shooting guards, we have Michael Jordan, Josh Okoge, and Adrian Griffin. Small forwards, we have Anton Watson, Marcus Bagley, Shakir O'Neal, and Anthony Brand as a two-way player. Again, we had to move on from Andrew Wiggins and his $33 million just because we had other players that... We're not that much lower than him. It made a lot less money. It made a lot of sense to move on from him. Power forwards, we have Isaiah Todd, Aiden Igihan, and Nikita Nevsky. Centers, we have Carl Anthony Towns, of course. Then we have James Wiseman and Moses Brown. And the guy we actually just picked up, Harold Yu. And then we have Milos Novak, who is an international player that is on the team. 
Standing power rankings, we start with NBA.com. They have us as 7th. 2K Sports, forever the haters, for whatever reason, has us 21st. And we are second, according to Mark Spears. Remember, we did just win the championship, so Mark Spears probably has it correct as far as how good we could end up being this season. We are going to jump ahead now. Simulation has started, and we are going for back-to-back championships for your Minnesota Timberwolves on the backs of Michael Jordan, Carl Anthony Towns, and a number of talented young big men. And we'll come back at you at the trade deadline. This is The Howl, 2K All Day, Nothing But Net on Dash Radio. And here we are right before, actually right at the trade deadline. We are going to not stop to make offers. We are 41-13. and 13. So how about them, Apples? We're obviously on pace to be, you know, the team that wins back-to-back championships. Obviously on the, so back-to-back on the back of Michael Jordan and Carl Anthony Towns. I think it was pretty obvious to see that Michael Jordan with some of today's superstars, whether it be a Carl Towns or you know, any number of the other superstars, those are that's a team that's going to win some championships. But on top of that, making the right trades, uh, having a good GM is super important when you're uh, running an NBA franchise for obvious reasons. If you look back at some of the Timberwolves teams that, let's just say they did not have the greatest uh, GM work you got some pretty, you know, rank teams as far as ability is concerned. Think about all those car. Think about all those Kevin Garnett teams and how good they could have been had you just put the right pieces around him. Now, was part of that his fault because he wanted to bring in some of his friends? Of course, but ultimately, it takes a strong-willed GM. And Kevin McHale definitely had some missteps. I will say, as a coach, Kevin McHale was pretty good. As a GM, I think he left a little bit to be desired. I think you can add David Kahn to that mix, although that's another story for another day. Now you've got a guy in Scott Layden. You know, the sooner he leaves, the better, if you ask me. And looking ahead to the future of the Timberwolves, there's definitely some good GMs out there, good GM candidates. It's going to be up to Glenn Taylor to actually get the job done. We will see this coming off season. Looking at the simulation, we actually have a chance here to hit 60 wins and we do just that. Right now we are 60 and 16, 97% chemistry. So if this team doesn't win the championship, I'm going to have some questions for you, 2K, because this is as good as it gets. And we actually just beat the Bulls. So pretty apropos when you got Michael Jordan on your team. We have three games left. We beat the Nuggets. Comes down to the Pelicans. We beat them and the Pacers to end the season. We beat them to 50, sorry, 65 and 17. Michael Jordan is your MVP. Rookie of the Year is B.J. Boston. De'Aaron Fox is your sixth man. Defensive Player of the Year, Anthony Davis. Nick Weatherspoon is your most improved player. And again, Ryan Saunders is your Coach of the Year. All-NBA first team, of course, Michael Jordan makes it. And that's it. No Carl Towns. Carl Towns getting a little bit of a snub here, if you ask me. But it wasn't meant to be, I guess. No one on the all-rookie teams either because our rookies aren't getting enough minutes. Here we are in the playoffs, round number one, taking on the 16-seed Dallas Mavericks. 2-0 is our lead so far. 3-0. Can we go for the sweep? 4-0 it is. Sweeping the team in the first round. We move on to take on the 9-seed Atlanta Hawks, who just took out the Miami 8-seed, four games to one. Here we go in round number two. One game, oh, Minnesota Timberwolves. It is tied now 1-1. Wow, Atlanta's taking a 2-1 lead. 2-2, we take a 3-2 lead. Do we close it out? And we do. Moving on to the conference finals, let's take a look and see who is here. We have the Timberwolves versus the 4-seed Knicks. Across the way, we have the 3-seed Orlando taking on the 7-seed Houston Rockets. So, obviously, at some point, the 2-seed lost. And actually, in the first round, the 2-seed Cleveland Cavaliers lost to the Utah Jazz four games to three. So, here we go. We are in the conference finals. Game number one goes to the Timberwolves. We are up 2-0. We are 2-1, 3-1, and just like that, 3-2, and we're in the championship. We are taking on the three-seed Orlando Magic. I think it's a good idea to take a look and see who the Magic have. Kyrie Irving, wow. Okay, this is a, this is a pretty good team. How about this? Kyrie Irving, Aaron Gordon, Cole Anthony, Mo Bamba, Deontay Graham, Evan Fournier, DeAndre Jordan. I mean, this is absolutely incredible. Jared Allen's on their squad at the end. So a very good team that you're looking at here. But I think we got a good shot. 1-0 us. 1-1, 2-1, 2-2. 
We take a 3-2 lead. And wow, the Orlando Magic steal it in game number seven. So unfortunately, we could not get the back-to-back titles. It was close. Looking at the box score, you had Carl Towns really did not come with it in that last game. 12 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. I mean, a decent stat line, but you got to do better than that, my man, at points. Isaiah Todd, 21-8-5-2. Michael Jordan, 35, sorry, 30 points, 5 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals, a block. Unfortunately, they could not get it done. But overall, I think this experiment has taught us exactly what we wanted to see, that bringing on Michael Jordan would obviously fix some of the woes here. Just kind of a fun experience, a fun experiment, a fun simulation to try. Again, you've been listening to The Howl on Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel. This has been our 2K All Day segment. Coming up, we have quarter two, which is going to be our talker segment. And then the second half, we had a couple huge interviews to focus on with the Thunder and the Pacers in mind. And then fourth quarter, as usual, is going to be Can Kevin Cousy and The Howl Hardwood History. Welcome back to The Howl here on Dash Radio's Nothing But Nut channel. We are joined now by Matt. You can find him on Twitter at Prime Nerlens. He is part of the newest addition to the Nothing But Net channel family on Dash Radio. Uh, the Topic Thunder show at OKC Topic Thunder. Uh, Mondays at 4 p.m. Central. Uh, just had their first episode air on Monday, so make sure you tune in. Matt, thanks for, uh, first off, thanks for joining the family. But uh, thanks for thanks for taking some time to, to be with us here tonight. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. I'm excited for our podcast to be joining the, the family here at Nothing But Net. And yeah, I'm excited to be here with you guys. So let's let's get right into it here because the Wolves seem to, no matter what stage they are in the season or what rec- what their record may be, Wolves Thunder usually becomes a uh, an instant classic right off the bat and and mm-hmm. for the Thunder this year, it, that that might not be the case. I mean, if you look at it, this this Thunder team is rolling right now. Yeah, they are. But like you said, it seems like whenever Minnesota and, uh, faces Oklahoma City, they enter another realm and, and just become uh, incredible and always a tough ch- challenge for us, no matter how well our defense is playing at that point. Um, Andrew Wiggins decides to always be in his final form in those games. Like he's just this, this another guy altogether. seems like every time we finish a game against you guys, especially the one back last season, when he hit that game winner, uh, from half court, you know, there, it's always like Andrew Wiggins. I mean, I thought he was good, (laughs) but not that good. You know, like it, it always seems to be the same, same response at the end of every game. So, yeah, I think it's it's going to be a really, really good game, um, even though it, it may not seem like it on paper. Uh, it always comes out as a surprise. And yeah, like, like you were saying, we've been rolling, which has been good to see. The defense has been uh, fantastic for us. Um, I think we're now third. We're still third in defensive rating, so it's dipped a little bit. Um, but, you know, still top five, which is, which is good. Um, I'm hoping for more of that. Uh, but I also, I think... Uh, Carl Anthony Towns uh, will, assuming he's okay, will will uh, do well uh, against Stephen Adams. Um, and you know, like I said, Andrew Wiggins, he'll probably ball once again. Matt, very interesting stuff. the The Thunder were on a back to back, took a tough loss. Uh, I think it was by three to the Kings. The Wolves are playing mm-hmm. the Kings tonight, which uh, should be a very interesting battle because. The Wolves really can't afford many losses at this stage in the NBA season mm-hmm. because they're really trying to get into that last playoff spot. They're they're still battling right. for that. So this is going to be a big game against the Kings. Now, equally as tough is this matchup here against OKC. Some things that I'm looking to see is really how Steven Adams and uh, Towns play. You want to talk about Wiggins having sort of these you know, come to life moments when, when he plays the thunder for us, it mm-hmm. feels like Steven Adams has these sort of come to Jesus moments where next thing you know, he's, you know, what, uh, 11 for 11 from the field yeah, doing things right. like that to us. So it'll be interesting to see. I wonder if Steven enjoys this matchup knowing that he's, you know, got about 40, 45 pounds on, on towns in the post. And, you know, with Gorgie, if Gorgie Jang does, is, isn't playing, um, we could be really thin at the four or five spot in that matchup. 
Right. Yeah. And, and like you said, Adams is, uh, he's got the weight on him, but he's just, he's just built like an oak tree. I mean, he's, he's so firmly planted to the ground and he uses his strength so well that it's almost a surprise when, when you see, if you're not an Oklahoma city fan and you watch him play, it's almost a surprise to watch how easily he seems to be able to just penetrate or to just bully his way uh, to the basket on some of these centers. So, um, yeah, I, I think Carl Anthony Towns will have his fair share of problems uh, against him, just the physicality physicality of Stephen Adams on the offensive boards as well. We, I mean, I think most of the NBA at this point knows he's a great offensive rebounder at this point. So uh, I think I expect him to do more of the same now that he's been healthy. I think uh, prior to the All-Star game, uh, people that really watch closely could tell Stephen Adams was really banged up. Like he, his, he could barely walk. He was, and Stephen Adams is a guy who doesn't show pain. He's, he's very much uh, just powers through it and, and plays no matter what, but it was, it was clear if you looked closely, he was hurt. Uh, but now at the all-star break, he's healthy again. And you could see it in the first uh, couple of games. Um, but as you were saying that, yeah, the, the Timberwolves are playing the Kings. And one of the things, I mean, just a, a heads up for you guys, I guess, is that, uh, what we notice when we play the Kings is that they are very, very, very fast. They they move the ball very quickly. They go in transition, and they just run you off the court more than I think they're second in pace this year. So they run the players off the court more than almost anybody else in the league. So coming off of a back-to-back for us, that was really tough, being the second game of that back-to-back. We were gassed because the game prior was a double overtime against the Jazz. Uh, so it, it, it was really tough to, to lose that game, but almost understandable. So for you guys, uh, that pace is going to be, um, something to keep in mind, uh, for that game, but also for, you know, Oklahoma city, I think we're in the top five of pace too. So we like to do the same thing, uh, run the, run the ball down the court, uh, get steals, move in transition, uh, off of rebounds, move the ball in transition as well. So. Uh, both of those games are going to be really, really fast, which, I mean, makes for an exciting game. As as it sits right now, the OKC Thunder are third in the Western Conference, uh, four games behind the number one seed Golden State Warriors, and three back behind the Denver Nuggets. Uh, OKC has a pretty pretty firm, uh, firm stronghold on that three spot. Portland's a few games back. Uh, Utah's down there as well as... Uh, Houston, who's kind of made a, a little bit of a, a drop if you look at where they're at consistently. And and mm-hmm. the reason I bring up Houston last is, you know, a lot of people talk mm-hmm. about what James Harden is doing on a on a consistent basis, you know, the 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 30 point streak and and everything like that, if you will. But I mean, I think we need to talk about Paul George in this MVP conversation. And I know that mm-hmm. that in OKC uh, you know, that's, that's a pretty solid, you know, conversation, but across the country, do you think PG 13 for MVP is gaining the traction that it should? I think it's starting. I mean, yeah, it's definitely been percolating in the Oklahoma city, uh, you know, media for quite some time. Um, but I think you're starting to see a lot of people moving from James Harden and Giannis to James Harden, Giannis and PG, like they're throwing in that little, you know, extra, extra thing at the end. So PG's kind of like entering, he's kind of got his foot in the door, I would say with, with the national attention um, that he's getting. And I think what really helped was the all-star game, getting that starting position uh, in the all-star game over Anthony Davis um, was huge. I, I think. Um, and it, yeah, it's, it's hard in this day and age to, um, you know, compare him and Harden because offense is just such a popular, you know, component of basketball and scoring a lot of points looks cool to the average viewer that um, I think James Harden just fits that narrative a lot of times and obviously can score at will. Um, And I'm not taking anything away from him, but I mean, I think you really have to consider Paul George as a all around player um, there's really no, I, I, this is a broken record at this point, but I think Paul George is the only guy in this, um, this comp, this race for MVP now who has no weaknesses to his game. He obviously can shoot and, 
but he can also pass very well. That's something that I think people don't really see. And another thing that's really improved this year is his rebounding. His rebound per game is, uh, I believe, gone up quite significantly. I don't know the extent, but he's definitely gotten better at rebounds, despite the fact that apparently Westbrook gets all the re- rebounds, according to NBA Twitter these days. Uh, but he's definitely getting a, more rebounds per game. Uh, he's a he's a elite defender um, in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year. Um, and so, I mean, there's there's really nothing you can say that's that's his weakness to, to target um, uh, for him on the court. So I think I think it's getting attention now, and it's very much deserved. Um, I'm a little biased in saying that I don't think it's enough attention yet, um, but. I think we're getting there. And I think as long as we keep seeing these games where he has his MVP moments. So the most recent one being that double overtime game in Utah, where he hit that teardrop shot over Rudy Gobert, you know, the, the uh, stifle tower, if you will, uh, getting it over his arms and dropping it with less than a second left to win in double overtime. That's an MVP moment. Uh, and he's had many more this year as well. Um, so as long as he continues to have those and continues to help this team, even if they fall a little bit because their schedule is pretty difficult, um, as long as he's playing well, I think you can't take him out of that conversation. You know, given the fact that Paul George is, is playing so well, we have a guy on the Minnesota Timberwolves in front of this matchup who has been sort of our superstar stopper. Mm-hmm. His name is Josh Okogie. Mm, yeah, yep. <laughs> what, what types of concerns do you have with Josh Okogie shutting down Paul George? Yeah, I like him, man. I, I've i been really impressed with his game from afar. Um, I think just because he was a surprise, and I like the that kind of underdog in the, in the NBA. I like to see those guys come out of nowhere. Um, so I really like him. He's... Uh, I mean, he had, I think he was, didn't he have a, uh, he completely blocked one of Harden's step back shots. And I saw that highlight, uh, yes. I think it was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that's, yeah. Nice. So, that's, that's my, that's my uh, desktop background on my computer. <laughs> it changed, a good it one changed to have. from Tyus dunking on LeBron to a Kogi stuffing Harden. <laughs> that's, that's a good uh, one to, to change for sure. Yeah, that, that alone worries me a little bit um, just because, nobody seems to be able to stop hard in step backs and to do be able to block it with such a, you know, getting all ball and not even letting him get a chance at a shot was incredible. So uh, he's super athletic and something you have to have to stop somebody like Paul George. But um, I, I, you know, even, even in a, a best case scenario for you guys, worst case scenario for us, if Paul George is completely shut down, you know, there. I think the great thing about our team this year is that there's so many avenues to which we can go through. Um, and the last three games, we've seen Russell Westbrook um, really improve his game. He's been really, really, really bashed for his shooting this year. Um, but if you look at the stats of the last three games, his three-point percentage has improved significantly. He's now shooting the ball with a lot of confidence. Um, so he can be that alternative shooter now if this holds up. And if Paul George is completely shut down by Josh Okogie. Um, but then we also have the pick and rolls with Schroeder and Noel and on the bench, as well as Russ and Adams. Uh, we like to roll that a lot, and it seems to work pretty well for the most part. So that's another avenue we can go down. And then Terrence Ferguson, who's a guy who really doesn't get a lot of attention outside of Oklahoma City, but he's a guy who's really, really improved uh, from shooting and and on the defensive end. So, you know, I I... I give all the credit to Josh Okogie and what he's done this season, uh, stopping these elite scores. And, you know, I, I fully expect it to be a challenge for Paul George. But at the same time, I think there's, there's a lot of different ways we could uh, attack. So it'll be interesting to see for sure what that, what that matchup is like. You know, one of the things that George has in his favor is his release points higher than Harden's. And Harden right. does have a quick release, but PG-13 might have – if not the quickest release, top three quickest release in the NBA on his shot, which makes things just difficult. Um, You mentioned them. Last time the Wolves played the Thunder, things did not end well for one Nerlens Noel. Uh, Things got Mm -hmm. actually very serious, uh, and I'm referencing the incidental elbow from Wiggins on an attempted dunk to Nerlens' uh, face. He ends up 
basically getting knocked out in the air, crashes to the ground. And the crowd, you know, I was watching this game live, and, and the crowd was in Oklahoma City was just furious at Wiggins. And Schroeder was getting into it with Wiggins. He got into it with Teague. So I wonder if there's going to be any carryover between that. Is, is, correct me if I'm wrong. This yeah. is the last, the, that was the last game these guys played against each other. Yeah, now that you mention it, I recall Wiggins' post-game interview. There was some uh, some words that were said that I think got a little controversial. Um, and there was some debate on what he said, and you know, we, it's hard to argue either way. I think Wiggins publicly said that it was not what people were thinking. Um, but Schroeder is a guy, and he's he's been like this his whole career. He's just very um, uh, I don't know. He's an under your skin of, kind of guy. Yeah, he's he, he just irritant. likes to yeah, he just likes to kind of defend his teammates no matter what mm-hmm. is going on. Like he just likes to be the guy that stands up for you and he'll get super aggressive really fast and uh just start arguments. Yeah. So yeah, basically getting under people's skin in a way. So sounds like my basketball I, game. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so it's it's I mean, if I was him I might do the same thing too if I was in the moment and it was, you know, you're you're running up and down the court, things are hot and it's just you you can let the the emotions get to you uh very easily. So, you know, there's there's guys like that and he happens to be one of them. So I, I don't know what's gonna happen to be honest. He he might hold a grudge. He's got a little bit a little bit of that rust in him. Uh Russ is definitely a guy who holds grudges very, very tightly and very long. Uh, so he might do the same thing and, and keep this one, uh, to himself, but yeah, it, that'll be interesting to see. I remember actually that Nerland's concussion. So my, my name is prime Nerland. So I'm a, a very big Nerland's Noel fan. And I actually didn't get to watch this game. I was at a, I was at a bar watching a college basketball game and I got the notification on my phone and <laughs> immediately freaked out because I saw the replay and I, I had no idea what had happened if he was, you know, like how serious the concussion was. It almost looked like he might have had a, a bone fracture the way he hit the floor. It was it looked super, super serious. So I remember being in a bar that night and just freaking out that my favorite player might not come back for a long time. But yeah, fortunately, he was OK. Um, and, you know, all that's left of that incident is this Schroeder Wiggins controversy controversy, excuse me. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, he, I, I hope not just for the sake of, uh, uh, keeping uh, the game civil that, uh, those two do not get into any sort of extreme scuffle, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if there were some stare downs or a little bit extra shoving after a play, anything like that, I think might be in the works, unfortunately. Yeah, should be should be a great game. Uh, the game is is March fifth, uh, coming mm-hmm. up here very quickly. Uh, again, we are joined by Matt. You can find him at Prime Nerlens. He is part of the Topic Thunder podcast. Uh, one last question I have for you before uh, we got to get running here. Give me give me mm-hmm. a prediction for this game. How do you uh, how do you see this ending up? Oh man. Well, you know, um, whenever we predict uh, either games or records on our on our Topic Thunder podcast, I'm always as positive as I can be. No matter what the games are for the week, I always go 3-0, 4-0, 5-0. <laughs> I, I, I just, you know, it's good to keep that positivity. So I'm going to have to predict a win here for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, but I think it'll be very, very close. And that's just the way games go, um, especially with Minnesota. So I'm going to say for a score, um, I'm just going to make it a little interesting. I'm going to say it's going to go into overtime and that it will be 131 to 130. A close Oklahoma. game with OKC pulling it out in OT. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I I don't want to see the Wolves fully tank, but if, if you're going to tell me <laughs> that the Wolves lose by one point to OKC in overtime, I think uh, I might be okay with that outcome. <laughs> Uh, once again, Maybe you can find, pick. yeah, exactly. That's, that's the goal right now. Uh, once again, topic thunder Mondays at 4 PM central here on dash radios, nothing but net channel. Uh, you can find the show on Twitter at OKC topic thunder. And Matt is at prime Nerlens. Matt, once again, thanks for taking time to join us tonight. Really appreciate it. And uh, welcome to the dash family. 
Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, I look forward to listening to more of your guys' stuff. Really appreciate it. That wraps it up for this week's edition of The Howl. Would like to give a huge shout out to Matt at uh, Prime Nerlens from the Topic Thunder pro- uh, podcast or show, the newest uh, part of the Dash Radio and Nothing But Net channel family. Uh, you can find us here on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel Wednesdays from 2 to 5 Central and Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central. Uh, find us on Twitter at The Howl Radio. Or you can find the uh, Nothing But Net channel at NBN-Radio. Uh, Rob at The Sportsman. Aaron at Aaron Groshong. And myself at KDraves42. Again, that wraps it up. Until next week for Aaron, Rob, and myself, let me get a howl. Introducing the Roadcaster Pro Podcast Production Studio. The Roadcaster Pro is a true world-first all-in-one console solution for podcasters of all levels. Featuring four microphone channels, Bluetooth, USB, and TRRS inputs, eight color-coded sound effect pads, four high-power headphone outputs, and more. The Rodecaster Pro is professional podcasting made easy. Available in stores this December. Visit www.rode.com for more information. Once again, that's www.rode.com.